Hello, and thanks for listening to another episode of That Was Unnecessary. This is a podcast where me and a few of my old friends talk about bad movies. Movies that happen to be sequels or adaptations or reboots. Anything based off of an original property that is not the original, if that makes sense. We recommend that you have some sort of familiarity with this movie or have watched it recently. It helps a lot. There's a description, a brief synopsis, in the text for all of these episodes. So, here we go. This is our first horror slash slasher movie. Slash slasher. Yeah, that's right. And here it is, already in progress. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of That Was Unnecessary. I am Shane, your primary host, although, I mean, who really does the heavy lifting here? You guys decide. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by 80s aficionado, Rich. Howdy, I'm Rich. Pleased to meet you. All right, cool, Rich, on this episode. And also, the main big D man, Mr. Glowstick Rapist himself, Damien. (laughs) Glow stick rapist. You remember uh, this character? So yeah, sorry, that was an early yeah. reference to the uh, the film we're about to talk about, which is of course uh, nineteen. Wait, nope. Looking at the wrong information. Two thousand three's Freddy versus Jason. great trailer right guys i mean all everything you want astonishing yes this is a film of course based off of characters from several different property or two different properties uh one being 1980s friday the 13th rated r an hour and 35 minutes directed by sean s cunningham written by victor miller starring betsy palmer as mrs Voorhees. And Ari Lehman, his only appearance as Jason, the one, the Jason coming out of the water at the end of that movie, because as many may know, Jason isn't really a prominent figure until Friday the 13th, part two. The budget for that was 550000 Worldwide gross, $39 million. Whoa. So, yeah. Wait, Good on that, them. That was after Halloween, right? Halloween was kind of the original... I think Halloween was like 77 or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Because Jason is obviously influenced by Michael Myers. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, in this one, though, Jason isn't even in it. He's just Jason the kid who drowns. So, yeah. So the whole Jason. I feel like it wasn't until like maybe number three when he got the hockey mask that he really became the icon. Or two, he had like a potato sack over his head. Yeah. It was really. It's quite a thing to see. That's um, right, because um, I, I don't know if you ever played that Friday the 13th video game on, like, yes. PlayStation, Xbox. It was, like, two or three years ago. I yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was actually kind of a fun game. It was glitchy as hell, but I remember, I think that's one of the, the outfits you can pick, where he has the potato sack. So, okay, that, that makes sense. And I believe there's a reference in this movie where the goat... So there's a goat at one point, and I read this in like the facts that has a potato sack on it said to reference that. 64%, by the way, on Rotten Tomatoes, which for a movie that old, it's kind of hard to really gauge how accurate that is. But I feel like for to make $39 million off of a less than a million budget, 64% is kind of crazy. Also, based off of 
the character of Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, PG-13, which is what it said on IMDb, but oh. I feel like that can't be right. Well, actually, it, technically it said TV-14, which is a TV rating, which equates to PG-13. I, yeah. I don't know. Somebody's PG-13 been hacking was not yet, I don't think. No. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, so fuck it. It was. It's. It was definitely it was rated, rated. I think it was rated R, but I think yeah. rated fourteen on TV when it was on like Fox or something. Yeah, maybe that's what it's from. Written and directed by Wes Craven. That was his big. I think what first like big monumental achievement in horror. Uh, Robert England is Freddy Krueger, of course. Budget was one point eight million. Uh, you guys want to guess the worldwide gross? Um, I would say 74. 68 million. 25 million. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I mean, it made money, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. And Rotten Tomatoes, 94%. Wow. So, uh, I, and that, I, I think that was also, uh, one of Johnny Depp's first roles, right? Yeah. 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 Johnny Depp's first role in that, and yeah. but also uh, the first Friday the Thirteenth was one of Kevin Bacon's early roles. So Star okay, was he like? Because I I haven't seen the movie in forever. Was he like one of the? Was he like a dick? Like um, um, I'm not assuming, camera, but whatever. Counselor, counselors, yeah, yeah. Well, he was also in Animal House, wasn't he? He was in Animal House, but I'm just saying, yeah, it was like a. On you know, fairly unknown Kevin Bacon, just as Johnny Depp mm. was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but we're of course talking about Freddy versus Jason, 2003 rated R, one hour and thirty seven minutes, very nice and tight. Uh, directed by Ronnie Yu, written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. There you go, <laughs> pride in that name, huh? Um, <laughs> Budget thirty million. So it, the budget for this was basically what the original Friday the Thirteenth made, and then and I've heard it's one. Of, it had like one of the biggest advertising budgets of like any of these movies. Um, worldwide gross from thirty million. What do you guys guess? Two twenty. Um, one eighty nine. Rich wins. Wait, no, you both went over. 116 million yes that's it so yeah not it didn't do that great i mean unless i i mean i have a feeling imdb is occasionally a little off but yeah rotten tomatoes yeah sorry go ahead well i was gonna say i think they they waited too long to make this movie because i feel like i remember back in the day i feel like they were talking about this maybe even close to like 10 years before this actually came out. They were talking yeah, because I, I think they had a uh, a graphic novel out before. Yeah. No, yeah, um, well, but yeah, it took like 15, 20 years yeah. in development. There was 18, supposedly 18 different versions of the script written. And this was, was like, yeah, this was the one they chose ultimately. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was everything from like, you know, Jason's a police officer and Freddy's a little kid and just like a- any variation of like how they could w- crazy shit they could bring these characters back into like you know whatever scenario um, yeah I think if uh, it came out 10 years earlier there would have been a lot more hype probably would have been more money um, this was I think this seemed like it was kind of the tail end of uh, people were getting a little sick of these um kind of old school cliched monster movies, you know, the Friday right. 13th, Halloween, right. Freddy. Um, yeah. Which I remember when I first watched this, I didn't really like it. Watching it the second time, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Kind of, I kind of liked the the throwback movie of kind of just shutting your brain off to these old kind of horror movies. But I do remember at the time, it was just like, I guess that's why this didn't make so much. I think people were just kind of getting tired of that old trope those tropes right yeah well it was it was robert england's last movie as freddy and it, yeah, it had been a while since i think freddy's dead was the last one before that and then jason x which yeah. chronologically takes place after this movie 
ended up coming out like that's how long Freddy vs. Jason kept taking was that the movie that was supposed to come out afterwards came out first and I think yeah Jason X really kind of tarnished the shit out of Jason's whole lore because it like yeah I I, 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 I almost want to do that movie as well at some point because I've heard yeah, it's just an sure. absolute piece of shit um Oh, but by the way, do you guys agree this is Robert England's second best role? You know what his best role is, right, Shane? In uh, Call of Duty, Call of the Dead, <laughs> Matt? No, I don't know what. From uh, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Hello. Oh, right. oh man, <laughs> yeah. See, I've never see. All right, so I want to. That's actually sort of transitioning into. I want to bring up as far as childhood impact. Were you guys big into like these slasher horror movies? I was in into the eighties, nineties. Um, I didn't really like the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and the second one was kind of weird because it had nothing to do with the first one. Um, but it was constantly on HBO, so we watched it a lot as kids. But then when the third one came out, it was uh, what Dream Warriors or something. Yeah, dude, that, as a kid, that, that one was so much better. That one I like, think I saw like a thousand times. Yeah, you watched it as a little kid, and it's like, because yeah, they all got like powers in their dreams. That exactly. Yeah, and you're like, cool. They're gonna kill the bad guy. Yeah. Um. Also, probably was probably a bad movie, but I remember as a kid, like, uh, that one was awesome. Yes. Definitely. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, I watched these as a as a little kid, dude. Um, kind of my household, there was no filter. My parents didn't really pay attention to anything I watched. I remember watching these, and uh, it's weird because um, I was more into the Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street movies, but um, watching these movies like later in life, they're kind of funny. But I remember as a little kid, um, Freddy Krueger scared the shit out of me. Yes, me too. Yeah, so Rich, um, big horror man. Did you see them as a young man? Like, oh uh, yeah, I I watched them a lot. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones, uh, the uh, Friday Thirteenth ones were kind of a little. You know, you can tell there was no like really great storylines, and it was always constant. Like five char- main characters would die, and then a girl at the end would you know survive. I mean- it was as kind of kid, the same thing. What? Watch that kid. Like, um, the deaths were great, and man, the tits. Jesus Christ, oh, that's one. Oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> that was the one thing about uh, Friday the Thirteenth. It was like, as you can see in this one, right out of the gate when they switch over from Freddy's, you know, introduction over to yeah. Friday the Thirteenth's introduction. Yeah, right yeah. out of the gate, they show a girl with tits. This is like, like boom, instantly. Yeah. <laughs> She's standing on the dock. Yep. <laughs> yeah, immediately close her off. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, I, I kind of had a theory, though. Um, well, I, well, do you guys have an opinion? Like, did you did you find Freddy Krueger kind of scarier if you watched him as a little kid? Yes. Than Jason? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, as far as my history, I, for being a person who is in like my young adult life ended up being very into like horror type stuff. And like, I'm a huge Stephen King fan and all that. I hated horror movies in the eighties. I never really got into either one of those guys. It was only until like maybe teenage years that one of my friends introduced me to Jason. I was, I don't think I've ever seen a full Freddy movie. So, uh, but I can definitely agree, and I, like I've always recognized that. Yeah, obviously, Freddy Krueger is like a genuine character, whereas Jason is just like a dumb, almost dumbed-down version of Michael Myers. Where it's, I don't, I don't find him scary so much as just like, oh, he comes on screen, he's about to kill a fucking naked chick. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I also think Freddy almost has like that, um, like the Joker, or like. Um, Pennywise from It. Mm-hmm. Like, watching as a little kid, it's because he, like, he's cracking jokes. You know, I mean, he looks scary as shit, but he's always, like, cracking jokes. But then out of nowhere, like, he's just, like, a psychopath. Either trying to, like, sexually assault someone and then, you know, stab them to death. I think that probably added to the uh, the fear factor, at least when you're, like, a little kid, you know? But like, like I said, 
now he's you know i just take you know he's funny and stuff but um as opposed to just like jason who was just like um i don't know just like kind of a walking voiceless uh you know uh, killing machine right there's definitely way more dimensions to freddy and like just the whole mind fuck of like you know the in it like is am i having a dream right now am i not like am i really dying am i not that's a great like dynamic for horror i think that's pretty much why i avoided it when i was really little because i just thought that sounded fucking terrifying um but i liked and i don't know if you guys would agree but i kind of liked how it was basically i mean the whole movie is pretty much Freddy can't kill anybody because he's not powerful enough. So it's just like he's fucking with them in the dreams and then they get killed by Jason when they wake up, basically, which I thought was a kind of cool Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that wasn't a bad yeah. premise to, to get the whole Jason versus Freddy thing going. One, one point to that, though, I thought was kind of funny. Like, so, like, he calls, he goes in Jason's dream... And tells him he's got to terrorize Elm Street, which apparently Elm Street is in walking distance of Camp Crystal Lake. Which means, like, yeah. All, <laughs> yeah. all these people are, like, living in this fucked up town. Like, why the hell would you live in this town where, like, Freddy Krueger and Jason exist? But then I was also thinking, too, like, if I live there, what a conundrum, like, paradox that would be. Because, okay, I'm living in a town that Freddy Krueger and Jason exists that can murder me at any time. But also it's a town that is filled with just the horniest fucking hottest, like playmate looking shit. <laughs> All they want to do is fuck. <laughs> so it's like, and they damn. love these douchebag, like frat guy boyfriends. That yeah. They have. <laughs> what, what a tough choice that would be to, uh, to <laughs> live in that town or move out, get murdered. But man, these freaking playmates are horny as hell. Well, is, I mean, is it supposed to be that Crystal Lake is right near, I forget the name of the town. Do you guys remember the Freddy town? No, but I'm assuming it, it had to be nearby because Jason kind of just walks over there like the next day, you know? Well, it was like where, wherever his body had recently been buried. You know, unless they added a scene with Jason hitchhiking, you know? Right. <laughs> he's got the little bag on the stick and he's like. Thumbing it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bag on the uh, on the machete. <laughs> Won't kill you for a ride. Yeah, yeah. that's what the sign says. Um, <laughs> I, but I mean, it's like I wouldn't also rule out the possibility of like he just has some weird undead teleportation. I mean, have they ever said? I mean, I know you guys aren't like experts on these films, but have they ever said where Camp Crystal Lake is? I'm assuming like northeast. I, I missed it. Or northwest. Maybe. I always thought it was in upstate New York. But doesn't um, Nightmare on Elm Street take place in California? That's what I mean. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Maybe northwest. Let me see if it's on Wikipedia. Uh, New Jersey, it says, for Camp Crystal Lake. Joycey. Well, that explains why Depp was there. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, Okay, well, yeah. I mean, according to online, Camp Crystal Lake was in New Jersey and Elm Street is in Ohio. Ohio? Oh, really? Because I'm seeing... Yeah. Oh, never mind. This is California, but that just says where it was filmed. So. It's supposed to take place in Spring Springwood, Ohio. Okay, so yeah, maybe Jason uh, does teleport. I don't know. <laughs> it's decided, folks. Jason teleports. Our cast, yes. Robert England... As Freddy Krueger, of course, as I mentioned, his final stint as Krueger. Ken Kersinger played Jason Voorhees in this one, who I guess this is, I think, his only time playing Jason. Uh, Monica Keenan as Laurie Campbell. That's our mm. blonde chick. The main actress. Rich is a big fan of, uh, yes. yes. Um, Actually, Jason I, I, Ritter. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um... I think Robert Ungland is how you pronounce his last name. Are you being serious or? No, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with England. Right. No, because when I saw him at a, uh, 
a Fangora thing, and they were pronouncing it as Ungland. Fangoria, you mean? Yeah. I don't know if I can trust your pronunciations if you're mispronouncing the thing that you. What did I say? I said it's Fangoria. Um, you said Fangora. I oh, and whatever. Um. All right. So I'll do a take two. Robert, wait. What is it? England? No, no Ungland. England. <laughs> Robert England or Ungland as Freddy Krueger in his final performance as the prickly hand killer. Ken Kersinger plays Jason in this one, which is, I think, his first and only time playing Jason. little fun fact about that. Kane Hodder. Do you guys know Kane Hodder? He's, like, sort of the most known guy for playing Jason. He's always appearing at, like, Spooky World and shit as, like, a... You know, okay. at a booth signing shit. He's sort of like the the most well known Jason, and wanted to play him in this one, but I guess the director, um, who this was his first like you know Jason or Freddy movie, was like, oh no, I want a guy who's like two inches taller. Um, so yeah. Monica Keenan as Laurie Campbell, which I think was kind of a, a she like a CW actress or something. She had been on the show Undeclared, which was like the follow-up to Freaks and Geeks. So yeah, she was kind of one of those like network TV uh, random actresses. Jason Ritter, son of the great John, the great John Ritter, as Will Robbins. Richard, you were saying? Uh, I didn't realize that was him in this. That was John Ritter's kid. Yeah, Jason yeah. Ritter. Wait, which one did he play? Um, was he like the, the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, the escape from the mental institution brunette kid. The, the one that isn't the kid who looks like he's taking his shit. <laughs> yes, Mark. Which, Doesn't he? Mark, like, yeah. <laughs> he like that guy in the meme? Trying mm -hmm. to hold up Mark meme? Yes. Yes. If you ever put this up on YouTube or have a website for this, I will include the picture of that meme. Um, but yeah, that kid, and that kid, I feel like I've seen him in like a million yeah. things, especially in like the early 2000s. And he was always just kind of like a... He's probably like egg. in Final Destination or something. He's yeah, like... Um, exactly. Like Ron Howard's brother, who I don't know his name, but he's like always... Clint like, Howard. Yes. Clint Howard, yes. <laughs> we know him very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he at a Island Comic Con? <laughs> No, no, uh, just he, we we've always been fascinated with him, and Rich used to draw pictures of him all the time. <laughs> but it looked just like him, which was funny. So yeah, Jason Ritter, who is in this movie, and the son of <laughs> John Ritter, no relation to Kristen Ritter. Yeah, he was Will Robbins. So there's that. Kelly Rowland. Oh, she was Destiny's <laughs> Child. His acting career didn't take off. Yeah, I can't believe either, especially with some of the choice words that she said in this film. Um, she had, like, horrible dialogue, too. Uh, Chris Marquette was Linderman, the uh, the classic nerd character in this. And yeah. then Loch Lachlan Monroe, who was, like, who played Deputy Stubbs. You guys know who I'm talking about, right? The blonde, like, cop there. Who I yeah. feel like I've seen in... Yes. So yeah. many shitty, he, like, middle-of-the-day HBO movies. He was in, uh, what do you call it, Scary Movie. Remember? Yeah, he was in, like, those type of movies. Like, yeah, all those. He was probably in all the Wayans, like, the later yeah. Yeah. Sean and Marlon Wayans movies. Yeah. Um, looks like he could be a Busey. Yes, he like, does. If you had told me that was another one of uh, Gary Busey's sons, or even his fucking brother. I'm the Angel of Silk. Let me take you inside, and you'll feel like you're 5,000 miles past heaven. Do you have in there the guy that played the stoner? Oh, right. <laughs> the Jason Hughes wannabe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the characters in this movie are, uh, well, I mean, it goes with uh, this kind of, that genre, those old school horror movies. Everyone is a cliche. Yes. There's exactly. like the stoner, there's the nerd, mm -hmm. you know, that that likes the girl that can't get her, you know, there's, there's the, the goofy sort of, um, cop or whatever. Um, there's the bullies, there's 
Kelly Rollins, who the sassy I guess, <laughs> character that yes. seemed like a bunch of like white guys wrote how they thought a black character should act. I don't know. Yeah, it's just every character. This whole movie is full of tropes, which you know, which I did enjoy. Like I said, now that's looking at it as like a throwback. Well, speaking of Kelly Rowland, I might as well start this off looking at my notes now. I love that the opening introduction to our female characters is them being involved in a game of Mary Fuck Kill, where <laughs> Kelly Rowland has posed the question of Mary Fuck Kill the Three Stooges, which I thought was like one of the greatest things I've ever seen written into a movie. And then she, of course, chooses... Um, do you guys remember? Which one had the super bad toupee here? Harry's. Mer <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was Mo. Oh. Yeah. Either one, I kill him. <laughs> okay, well, who'd you fuck then? This is stupid, y'all. Oh, come on, come on. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> Look, I fucked the ball guy and I married Larry. Jesus, <laughs> is this what we're doing all night? Because y'all, this is really stank. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, to have that ever be something that Kelly Rowland says... Along with the things she says later on, which we'll get to. Well, now, so did you guys notice, um, so Ronnie Yu, the director, who's a Chinese-American, one of his Hong Kong filmmaking styles he incorporated into this movie was using different camera speeds during the fight sequences in, sort of, in order to get the action impact, which to me was, he was basically doing Sam Raimi. Like, a lot of these fucking fight scenes mm -hmm. and shit. It did total look evil camera, dead yeah. style. Yeah. With that yeah. like changing of the speeds and like the quick mm -hmm. zooms and all that shit. Like it was a hundred percent fucking Yeah, you mentioned like a Jason like all scene where Freddy's making a bounce around like a pinball. Yeah, that seemed very Yeah, yeah. Jason has a pinball. Army yeah, where it's like comedic and like far fetched. Which I kinda liked too, but it was also like, okay, you're you're ripping off fucking Really now, you, off you mentioned Sam Raimi. I thought it was uh, uh, interesting. I was looking up, and there was a sequel to this movie, but it was just in comic book form or graphic novel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Mm -hmm. um, right. So that, they were. Cool. Yeah, they were originally going to make that the, the follow up movie, and then. Um, I guess Bruce Campbell supposedly was completely on board with it, but groovy. I'm assuming it's because it only made what was it again? One sixteen. You said yeah. One hundred and sixteen million out of thirty million. Yeah. Yeah. Even though this didn't um continue on with sequels, like uh, I feel like unless I'm missing some, this was kind of the first kind of mashup like this. Now we we get them a lot, like they're. Alien versus Predator. Yeah, Alien yeah. This was Predator. this was like two years, I think, before Alien versus Predator. And you know, now we have Kong versus Godzilla coming out. I guess you know, Batman versus Superman. Uh, yeah. So this was kind of the first I kind of spoke. Well, I mean, I guess if you go way back in the day, they had those old Universal, you know, monster movies in the fifties or whatever, forties. Yeah. You had like Wolfman versus Frankenstein. Yeah, well, even Godzilla versus Kong was already a, a thing, I think. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Or Godzilla versus Mothra and all that shit. And Gamera. Robot Charizard versus Charizard versus Squirtle. And <laughs> Tokapi versus War Turtle. God damn it, I had another example, and I just completely <laughs> forgot it. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, this was, this was definitely, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that it took that long. For there to be any kind of like, you know, '80s inspired crossover like this, but yeah, they set the stage in 2003. You know what's really weird when you think about it is when this movie came out, people were still using AOL dial-up and AIM. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, you just wish you had a time machine. Rich's retro knowledge. Do you guys have any? Any like wishful thinking kind of mashup versus movies that you'd like to see that would be cool. I always thought Robocop versus Terminator could be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. 
I would like to see Chucky versus Leprechaun. If we're yes. With horror. <laughs> yes. That's an which awesome. I would also yeah I would also like to do at some point some of the sequels to those especially Leprechauns because yeah. those are just yeah those are great yeah instant classics so yeah let's talk about this character real quick what's her name the brunette chick she's played by Catherine Isabella but I didn't look up what her character's name was you guys know who I'm talking about though the one yeah. who was she kind of sucked dating the guy who got her. folded up in the bed yeah well there was a huge one of the big trivia things I have is that. Um, the whole like experience was like super awkward for her. Cause I guess the director who from everything I've read is apparently kind of a pervert, um, really wanted her in the movie and then kind of like behind her back made this whole contract of like, Oh, you're going to have to get naked. And she did not want to get naked. I don't know if you guys could tell there's a scene where she gets into the shower and there's a full nude shot and it's clearly not her body. I don't know if you guys... But notice that. But yeah, there was a body double, and then I guess there was just like complete awkwardness and resentment throughout the rest of the shoot. That was also too. Um, you know, that was one of the beginning scenes where you know, right before Jason, you know, murders her boyfriend and her. Oh wait, no, he doesn't murder her. Or whatever. Yeah, no, that was after. Her. Yeah. Um, like if you think about that scene, they were like they went to their friend's house. And then they they go up. Wait, that that was that was the girl Laura's house, right? Is that her yeah. name again? The main main yeah, chick. Lori. Yeah, Lori. Yeah, Lori. So they go to her house, and then they decide, hey, let's go upstairs in Laura's room or her parents' room, and let's fuck with the door wide open right. while our friends are down. Like, isn't that kind of bizarre? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but that was also afterwards. Remember, the, the boyfriend was like, I got a kink in my neck. Come on. I think you need a few more drinks before there'll be any massaging. Babe, make me ask you twice, okay? And he's like, leave the door open, let them watch. Like, what? <laughs> and then afterwards, they're done banging, and he's like, well, your breath smelled like menthols the whole time anyway. <laughs> like, complete <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Yep. But, which, I mean, I guess which makes it even greater that he got folded into the fucking bed. Um, I would say, yeah, that that had to be the top death in the in the movie death scene. Oh, yeah, because yeah, everyone else dies so lame. Yeah, um, I I did think it was kind of badass. Um, Jason lit on fire walking out of the cornfield. That whole corn, the whole like the party near the cornfield thing was kind of great because it was just like all of a sudden Jason shows up and just starts hacking people in yeah. his general vicinity. Yeah, and then he's lit on fire, and that whole yeah. sequence was pretty I, great. After that whole Jason just comes to a rave party and like mass murders multiple teenagers, like they're they're driving away in the van, they're all there. And, you know, they're all kind of, like, nonchalant. Like, the stoner guy's like, Dude, that goalie was pissed about something. And then, like, <laughs> even when um they drop off and uh, John Ritter's kid there, like, he's uh he's talking to Laura or whatever, and he's just like, a, what did I, I wrote it down. He was like, a, hey, call me later just to check in. Like, I don't know, like, the, you guys just witnessed, like, this crazed guy with a hockey mask. Right, <laughs> yeah people to death and you're just like hey call me later i just want to make sure you're okay like i don't know it's kind of funny well they do live in the town where freddie yeah, at one point kind of, yeah normal. killed a bunch of people yeah it's but they even though like i i find it fascinating that none of these kids really had any knowledge of freddie's past where it's like this is the spot where in you know the 80s he terrorized well, everybody. All it took was like blacking out old newspaper clippings about people. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And then I forgot about that. That were yeah. that are like only four years old, and apparently that was enough for everyone to uh, forget. And then, but then I I didn't understand the whole thing of like like Jason Ritter and the other the looking like he has to take a dump meme kid. They got committed. I I think that was from a previous Freddy movie. I'm no, not sure. It was 
unclear in like the details I was looking at, but oh, so that wasn't an established thing. That was just no, like they, they had been terrorized by Freddy. Yeah, and then well, yeah, no, he, he was putting he was putting an insane uh, an insane asylum because he watched Laurie's dad kill Laurie's mom. Right, but it was because of Freddy, right? Yeah, because they know about they know about Freddy. That's the whole reason they're in there, and that they give them those drugs to make them not have like nightmares, so that Freddy. No, doesn't I thought his friend was in because of Freddy, but he wasn't. He was in there because his her dad was a. Oh, see, I thought the whole dad incident was also related to Freddy, but yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. It was bad writing. But yeah, that kid, and how did the whole like. They escape the sane asylum and they just go right to the high school. Like, <laughs> Let's not even trying to sneak time, around right? or anything. Yeah, the, the blonde kid just butts into somebody's conversation, to Kelly yeah. Rowland's conversation. Like, and it's yeah, like, the creepiest way possible. They're singing like this, this song, like. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. You know why they sing that? Because that's when he comes for you. I don't know who you are, but I thought I just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you in my whole entire life, but right. I just broke into this high school. <laughs> yeah, and Ritter's character—I just kept thinking about Problem Child, to be honest, guys. The nuns just made a suggestion you might be happier outside of the orphanage. <laughs> What's so funny? You are you stupid dick. It would have been great if he did some of his dad's. Some of his dad's yeah. slapstick stuff in this. Some of his, yeah, Three's Company style, falling over sofas. Exactly. Or whatever he is, too. Oh, yeah, that's, so the stoner guy that you mentioned earlier, Damien, I did have a few of his <laughs> great quotes. Hey, dude, dude, let's take a little jaybreak, huh? Just, just, or, just real quick, too, after that jaybreak scene. But by the way, like, like I said, I was making fun of, like, these writers, like, it felt like that's how they thought, like, um, like Kelly Rowland's character. It was like a bunch of white guys being like, well, this is how black people act. It almost felt like, well, this is how people act when they're stoned. Like no one acts right. like that when you're stoned. And if you see this like worm looking Freddy Krueger monster coming out with a hookah, you're not going to yeah. be like, Ew. oh, hey, little yeah. guy. No, you don't <laughs> act like that when you're stoned. <laughs> yeah, stoners in any horror movie are th- just complete oblivious idiots and yeah. it's yeah it's really giving a bad name I mean, like if I even the smoke the joint i would be fucking terrified you know <laughs> exactly yes thing and get you, you would <laughs> yeah you'd be the first person out of there plus the C- plus the cgi worm dude top notch right there dude. <laughs> <laughs> top yeah. notch that worm is awesome <laughs> They must have had Pixar work on that day and night. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the, so the other line I had down was... Dude, that goalie was pissed about something. Which yeah. is was actually a pretty great line. It's only what you would say when you watch a goalie. Wait. Yeah, when you watch a, ma- a a massive man wearing a goalie mask yeah, slaughter your friends. Man, he was pissed. That guy needs knickers. I, another notable scene I uh, noted jotted down here was Kelly Rowland giving CPR to Jason, which was awesome. Um, and then I guess I might as well lead into uh, the uh, controversial line that she delivers. I have a bunch of trivia about this as well, um, where she calls Freddie. What does she say? Um, Tell me something. What kind of faggot... Runs around in a Christmas sweater. That was not a line in the script. She improvised calling him a. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like, the editors had to keep that in. The director had to choose to, to the, keep to that the director, in. That was like uh, his De Niro, you talking to me moment of improv. Yeah. <laughs> 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 how do you improvise that that's crazy and yeah and i guess she got in like a bit of controversy as you might imagine obviously not as like bad as you might maybe nowadays but like yeah there was i i'm I, guessing I, I, that 
Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I wish she did more improv. Like, she was like, oh, Freddie, where'd you get yeah. those words? Were you one of those in the Holocaust? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, she, so she has the Mary fuck killed the Three Stooges and then the F word line. I mean, I'm assuming that's why, as one of you mentioned at the beginning of this, she, she hasn't done a whole lot of acting. Um, yeah. I mean, even Beyonce hasn't done a whole lot of acting since Austin Powers, Austin Powers 3. <laughs> so any other big scenes or standout moments you guys feel um, like bringing I, up I before say, I go to the rest? It was, it was silly, but I, I did enjoy, and it wasn't until the end, obviously, but I did enjoy the fight scenes between Freddy and Jason. You know, it was over the top silly, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. But also, much like Little Fockers, this, I mean, this movie wasn't really, it didn't live up to the title. It wasn't really Jason versus Freddy. Right. It was about five minutes of Jason versus Freddy. Yeah. But it was mostly just Freddy trying to make his final comeback and involve Jason. Did that anger you, Rich? N- uh, no. Why? Okay. Just making sure. I don't know. I just felt like involving you. Um, oh. The lake at Camp Crystal Lake, where they filmed for this movie, was also used in another movie that came out around this time. Do you guys know which action movie, possibly based off of a comic book, was also filmed around this area? In what year? 2003. A comic book movie? Comic book movie. Uh, this is probably wrong, but History of Violence? Blade? No, you're thinking too obscure. Uh, X2. X-Men United. Oh, yeah. All shot in the same exact area. And the casts, I guess, apparently, according to this, even shared the same, like, hotels and lodging. So there was... I'm assuming a giant fuckfest between X-Men and Friday the 13th victim. I think Wolverine and Freddy were like, ch 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 Ah, oh, see, that, that oh, you know, talking about mashup. That's a good one. Yeah. Wolverine. I think you can even do that mashup in, like, Mortal Kombat 11 or whatever. Betsy Palmer, who played Jason's mother in the original Friday 13th, was asked to reprise her role but turned it down because she felt she was it was a too small of a role for her. She was better than Jason versus Freddy. Um, I mean, was she still getting work? I can't. I know. What was she doing? Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I had my neighbors coming over on Saturday, so. <laughs> yeah, like a pride move. I think they killed off the deputy way too early in this movie. Uh, It wasn't until, like, Maybe three quarters of the way through, though, right? Yeah, but they should have held out until the end. It was kind of stupid that they just, like, killed him there. It was kind of a, a good de- death scene, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but but what, I, kind of a, what kind of a deputy just like, you know what? I'm going to jeopardize my career and go hang out with a bunch of high school students and, that are smoking pot. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. They're the only ones that will listen to me. Yeah. Well, he was, yeah, he was the new one in town. Who was like mm-hmm. didn't know about Freddie, so he was kind of experiencing it at the same time that they I mean, were. You guys, you guys all lived here all your life, but yet you know nothing about it. Which That's, is yeah. yeah. Kelly Rowland's character. I mean, she lasted through most of the movie, but when she died, that was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, and I was yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and so she didn't even get sliced in half. She got like. Thrown Throwing against, against a tree, tree by by a machete. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what's he do? Whacked against a tree. <laughs> yeah. It was right after her big <laughs> F got line, <laughs> by the way. So deserved, I guess. Rob Zombie was originally offered to direct this. It was one of the trivias. But he chose to do House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that would have been think. interesting if he directed this. This because he doesn't really have a sense of humor with his horror. He would have went gory and sadistic as fuck. Oh, yeah. It yeah. would have been interesting how that that turned out. It's like, I think, oh, there's a scene where a, a, 
uh, a rave guy sexually assaults it's a girl sleeping. No, 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 no. We're gonna make <laughs> gang bang. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're all gonna be zombies. And Freddie would have been, yeah. Freddie would have been super dark, and would have been played by Sid Haig. This one I found fascinating. One of their original concepts in the original scripts was that uh, Freddie had sexually assaulted Jason's mother and was actually his father. And then Freddie had worked at Camp Crystal Lake and had either molested Jason as a child or was somehow connected to his drowning, being a child murderer and potential sex offender, thus giving Jason a motivation to track down and kill Freddie. Both ideas were eventually dropped. But I thought that would have been... It would have added a little more to the character of Jason, but still would have been crazy. I don't know if they could have added... Yeah. Um, he was his dad and also molested him. <laughs> um, I was going to say, that would, that would at least been a straight, like, Jason versus Freddy movie, at least. Instead oh, of, yeah, like, that would, like yeah. five minutes, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of these concepts that I've seen that they were toying with were definitely more in that vein as opposed to just Jason and Freddy in a movie. I mean, um, that's got to be a hard concept to come up with, though. Like, how can we make it sense that Jason is going to fight Freddy? Right. You know? Yeah. Did you enjoy it, Rich? Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, you know what? Now that I think <laughs> about it... <laughs> I did see this in theaters, but I remember not liking it. And then yeah. like now watching it now, I think it was, I think the only reason why I like it now is because watching newer horror movies suck. So this was kind of like a fresh breath of air, you know, watching like old school, how they used to make kind of movies kind of feel. Yeah. It, almost and like it was also, uh, yeah. Did you guys watch cabin in the woods? That's not a new movie per se. I think it's maybe eight years old. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would have to say, after watching the newer Freddy version, the newer uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then watching this again. Uh, you mean the remake? Yeah, this one was so much better. Freddy Krueger was so much better than this. The remake, the yeah. remake was just ridiculous. It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, I haven't seen either one of them. Because they, they, yeah, they remade both of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halloween is like the only one. They bring it back, but not as a remake. It's kind of just a continuation. You know? Well, I thought, no. I thought Rob Zombie's ones were. Oh, remakes. yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They did that. But now that new the one. Mc, the, yeah, the Danny McBride one was, it was like, if h2o didn't exist i believe <laughs> yeah oh hey real real quick um i don't know if you guys knew but you can find it on youtube there's a deleted ending where laurie it's after the fight or whatever and uh she's in bed with her boyfriend john ritter's kid and they're having sex and then Ooh. all of a sudden um the <laughs> boyfriend stops he looks at her and he turns to to Freddy, and he his hand turns into a claw, and then he kills her, <laughs> and then it ends. Really? But they took it out of the the movie. Oh man, that would have been so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a, there was a, I mean, you know, there was 18 versions of the scripts. I imagine there was. They must have shot a couple of alternative endings. Oh yeah, so this is more on the Kelly Rowland thing. At around one hour and 19 minutes, screenwriters Mark Swift and Damien Shannon were disturbed by the homophobic insult Kelly Rowland's character directed at Freddy Krueger, and both writers pointed out in interviews that this was not something they had written. There was, oh yeah, there was, did you guys know they were originally planning on a Michael Myers versus Jason movie, as opposed to Freddy, but then obviously, you know, decided... The characters are way too similar. Yeah, I don't think that would have been entertaining because, like yeah. you said, they are. I, yeah, and both of them I don't. I kind of would so. like to see that. <laughs> I would. I would kind of like to see someone attempt that, though. At the same time, what would it be? It would be like a. 
It'd be like a Pink Panther cartoon <laughs> with no talking. It would be like just music in the background. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, and there's all these teenagers being like, "Is that Jason or, or Michael Myers?" Wait, so so Billy got killed by which one of these guys? Well, hold the phone. Which one's got a hatchet? They both do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm confused by what Michael Myers is because like Jason, obviously he's like this reanimated corpse or whatever. Um, Michael Myers, he's supposed to be like a regular guy, but like he can't be fucking killed. Yeah, he's just a psycho who can't die. Right. Jason was a kid who died and then became a psycho who's undead. But yeah, Michael Myers. They never, I don't think in any version of them, they ever explain I don't get it. how he, he just doesn't fucking die. Why don't they just give him the chair? I don't get it. He's so crazy, he doesn't die, Rich. The chair's not going to kill him. But, you know, the Vietnam War just ended when Halloween 1 came out. Didn't anyone own a grenade back then? I would have been like, hey, buddy, hold this. In one early draft of the script, Jason Voorhees has been captured and restrained by authorities and would spend much of the film on trial for his countless murders. His defense lawyer his defense lawyer was going to be the lead character. So they were thinking of a version versus Jason in court. <laughs> what? That wouldn't make any sense. Your yeah. Honor, my client pleads the fifth throughout this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> No, Look at this man. Him. How could he have killed all these teenagers? That's not blood. It's ketchup. Trust me. He's clearly a janitor or a Zamboni operator. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, and so, all right. So, I, guys, luckily, we have a death-related fact for this movie, as we really? do for many of our movies. Behind-the-scenes tragedy. So this was actually shot the same year that John Ritter passed away. Really? And John Ritter had been in Bride of Chucky, which was also directed by Ronnie Yu. So it was like almost, I guess, a pity casting to, to have Jason Ritter. But yeah, this was like, yeah, he had to shoot this movie and be involved in Jason versus Freddy the same year his dad passed away. So there's our death. In this film, Freddy Krueger says bitch a total of six times. <laughs> yeah, he loves saying bitch. Welcome to my world, bitch. Die, little bitch. So <laughs> some early scripts, some more uh, concepts that they were towing with. Freddy peeing on the Holy Grail, <laughs> a boxing scene, and a hockey scene. Freddy, a boxing scene, which would have been a great tie-in to many of our other movies. Freddy getting beamed by a satellite ray into the sun. Freddy needing to collect 13 dream demons to reinstate his powers. Alex, Jacob, and Tommy were to be main characters. Having a wall constructed around Crystal Lake to keep people out. Crystal Lake would have been torn down at the end. So these are all just random shit. The opening film... Oh yeah, so you know, have you guys noticed how there's no actual footage used from the Friday the 13th films? It's all just Freddy flashbacks? Yeah. It's because they didn't have the rights. Paramount Pictures owned the rights to uh, Friday the 13th at this point. So another casualty of them taking so long to develop this... Not counting flashbacks, Freddy only kills one person. Body count is 24 people. Um, and another one of the original endings they had for this. Freddy, Freddy and Jason continue to battle in hell when suddenly Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies steps out of the shadows and separates them. He then calmly asks, what seems to be the problem, gentlemen? And this was, of course, scrapped due to licensing issues as Miramax owned the rights to Hellraiser. <laughs> so you guys, uh, every time we do one of these episodes, we rate the movie with our skunk scale. Skunk, 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 skunk. 
You've heard the old saying that in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. Well, today in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. <laughs> it stinks. All right, Rich. Yes. Freddy versus Jason out of five skunks. I would give it a two. Two skunks. That's very respectable. That's, I think... It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as best, I remember it. Is that the best rating? Is that the best rating you've given so far? I think so, yeah. I'm giving this two skunks as well out of five because it was um, an enjoyable movie, even though I was never a huge horror fan and also... This is hardly horror, too. I guess te- technically it is. It's really just enjoyable for all audiences, guys. I mean, even despite Kelly Rowland's offensive content. Um, yeah, going with two out of five skunks. Damien. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you guys. I would say it's close to a one to me. Uh, I guess I'll go with two. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed watching this movie. Um, I really kind of needed this movie to kind of <laughs> cleanse my palate after yeah. Little yes. Walkers. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fun kind of throwback movie, <laughs> you know, that I, you know, not to take too seriously, just had fun with it. I haven't seen a movie like this for a long time, so... Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. I enjoy yeah, it. It's, mm-hmm. it's you don't really see movies like this nowadays. Um, I mean, I, I I'm a fan of some of the modern horror too. Like, uh, you know, we've talked about Hereditary and uh, Midsummer. And yeah, Midsummer. I didn't really like Midsummer. Like The Witch. Well, I, I know you said that too, and I totally get you, you like Florence like Pugh. But I mean, I I do. Yeah, like, yeah I like. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Huh. Rich likes the chicken in summer, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's she's <laughs> cute, man. But I mean, I like those newer slow burn psychological horrors. But uh, I can definitely like both. You know, um, I can appreciate movies like this too. Kind of just shut your brain off and have fun. Um, though, especially too, I liked I liked old Freddy because the last time I watched Freddy was you were talking about Rich that remake, which I think totally yep. missed the point of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so not having watched an old Freddy movie for a while, um, yeah, I remembered how much, why I uh, yep. enjoyed that character. Best rated skunk uh, so far. Do you think yeah, this movie was good because of Freddy? Like if it was, uh, another character, I mean, another actor. Yeah, I would say. No, you know, I would say, I mean, Freddie definitely made it what it was. Oh, yeah, no. An actor playing Freddie, no way, dude. Like, well, this came out before that, the, the remake. No, I'm he's talking, about, if no, they he's they talking about this one. Yeah, if they replaced, right? yeah, if they replaced Robert England uh, with the new <laughs> actor, yeah. Oh, no, dude, no way. Or even another character. No, that, that right, true. like Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it would have been just fucking stupid. Uh, or even Chuck. I mean, d- no. would anyone would like Chucky? You think have worked? <laughs> don't fuck with the Chuck. Yeah, that yeah, would have kind of ridiculous. Not worked. I don't know. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if I'd consider yeah, this a good movie. You know. Uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, it it's was good. Entertaining. Yeah, it's good for what it what it was. Yeah. Which is saying a lot, even for me, like having not been at all a slasher fan. But I mean, let, let, let's uh, to Rich's point, like these movies are meant to be lowbrow. Like the audience, I mean, if you're being honest, they want mm-hmm. gratuitous sex scenes. They want, you know, over the top violence. So, and you know, they yeah. don't hide behind that. They just embrace it. So, and there's nothing wrong with liking that stuff, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was a hundred percent. Like they, they knew what they were doing. They just incorporated, even though it was like, yeah, way too late to the game. They should have done this in like 95. They managed yep. to keep it pretty like, you know, right in the, the, the flow of, they, they incorporated all the right shit, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They, they took the aspects from both of those franchises that people liked, made it fairly entertaining and, we got two out of five skunks from all three people, guys. Sweet. 
like how Jason's balls are apparently so powerful. It made out of yeah. steel that. Remember when Freddy <laughs> kicked him in the nuts? It actually hurt Freddy. <laughs> That's how, that's how amazing Jason's nutsack is. And that's the episode, folks. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. New episodes coming out every other Wednesday. I'll say goodbye. Say good journey. <laughs>